Last time on Good Neighbors. Our heroes struggle under the pressure of their secrecies. After a long, tense ride down to Tennessee, they reach a mutual understanding to be honest moving forward and approach the Grove, the last place that Dale's brother was seen. Before entering, they discuss what degree of force is usable against human enemies. However, when they finally arrive, they are relieved of their weapons and technology. Only Quincy's cane and Dale's phone make it through. The good neighbors are brought before the Grove's leader, Dolly, who greets them with open arms. We open on the Starlight Drive-In Movie Theater. Though the clock only says 4 p.m., the sky above says midnight. No one is working the booth, and the projector only displays a single van driving through a woven archway, a sign above reading The Grove. We see a lone, old-fashioned Mustang sitting in the lot, a single gloved hand sticking out the window. To the car's radio, we hear a robotic voice say, Do you think they'll stay? And the figure in the car replies, <laughs> Oh, I'm not worried. She can have the others. It isn't sustainable for the other two. They're mine, after all. And we follow that van in the movie screen into the lot. Where we find our good neighbors having dinner. We see picnic table after picnic table in this long row a couple times over with tents pitched over top of them to block out any rain, not that there is any, and fairy lights strung between them, but they're just like paper lanterns. They're not like, you know, electric ones. Uh, and we see dozens upon dozens of people happily laughing and passing food. The, uh, uh, the Grove is predominantly vegetarian, uh, except for they engage in one practice where they go to local grocery stores and any meat they're going to throw away, they do take. With the explanation, they don't want the, the animals to have died for nothing, so they eat that. They also engage in, like, some small amount of fishing in a pond way back. The food smells delightful. Whistler can feel these phantom pangs of hunger when you see them touch one another with such familiarity and, and kindness. Warmth strikes you if you've been slapped across the You learn very quickly that this group was once a traveling one, that uh, they've been all across the world, and at every opportunity, an individual speaks up about how Dolly has saved their life, how wonderful she is, that she is an angel, and she only wants to talk about how beautiful the sights were or how lovely the food was, but she's clearly speaking through a blush. Her face is so pale it can hardly hide it. 
pale. You feel young again. Like you're at sleepaway camp. The way these people talk about starting little projects or playing goofy games puts you right back to when Adam and Jolene McIntyre were teaching you and the other campers how to build a canoe. They talk about sitting on the pond and fishing for hours, and for a moment, you see what Mark must have seen. A family that feels whole. Hell. Does it hurt? Yeah. I think it's a kind of hurt that Dale tries his best to shut the door on, but it's moments like this that show him exactly like what it is that he's been chasing all these years, exactly how far away it was. Every now and again, you blink and you see a bunch of kids across the table talking about their little paper planes and little tools and little toys. See plenty of aunts and uncles gathering around sharing stories about their kids. And you blink and it's back, and you're just here. Quincy, the way this community talks about eating together and dancing and making music and art without judgment is staggeringly familiar to the way relationships were built within the Feywild. You look at the great weeping willow tree behind them, and you can almost see the painted leaves of old fairy drift on the wind. You are reminded that the denizens made home an idea more than a place, just as the people of the grove claim to do. Does this scare you? Um, I think it makes Quincy achingly sad. Because even in this, like, very obvious cold. Something that feels close to home isn't quite gonna be right. Yeah. You can feel this sensation of, like, it's just not enough. That you've been clawing at something for now years to get back to what was once this great high and it's almost like you've grown, you've built a tolerance to it. At this point. Lucas. You spent this whole time with your shoulders and your guard up. The wall of tech that you are so familiar with is gone. And these people have such a clean shot at you without your armor. But it's a shot they do not take. They only invite you to laugh and engage with them when you're ready. Lucas, what is something they do that gets you to lower your guard, even if only for a moment? And how does Lucas react when he realizes it? I think Lucas initially flinches when, uh, let's say one of the uh, dishes is like a, uh, a large squash, uh, fire roasted. And one of them offers him a knife to help cut the squash, and at first flinch, uh, Lucas flinches when they offer him the knife. And when he realizes they're offering it, and he starts cutting the squash and laughing, he realizes he's letting his guard down, and I think the fact that he let his guard down upsets him in a way it probably shouldn't. <laughs> 
you are so used to defending yourself. Every chance at a real human contact has turned sour to you. People have used it against you. Every time you have handed someone a knife, they have stabbed you with it. And when someone hands you one, they want you to cut a meal with them. And it's... You can feel... Whatever this sickness is heartbreak or, or paranoia, you do not know. Whistler. You sit helplessly in Dale's phone. This community is so affectionate. They revel in delights you haven't known for a hundred years. No food, no warmth, no love. Not even something as simple as a texture is familiar to you now. Whistler, what is your drive? Envy. And uh, it's tough right now. Can you tell me what your curse is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one emotion rules you. Uh, mine is uh, envy. Whenever you have a chance to indulge that emotion, you must do so immediately or act under pressure to resist. I'm going to hit you with a question, and uh, you can tell me if you resist it at all. Sure. What is something desperate and honest that you give away to people, to either your team or the Grove, or maybe to your team, and even a little bit of it, a little bit of it permeates out into this community. In this moment? In this moment. Something sneaks through. It's, you said desperate and honest? Desperate and honest. Uh, you can try to resist it. I mean, yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. Oh, actually, did pretty good, 13. 13, okay. Then why don't you just tell us, the audience, the thing that sits on the, the phone screen that you can't give away, that you don't let yourself give away. I think that Whistler has this uh, knee-jerk reaction, this like childish uh, desire to have some kind of outburst and to start telekinesing like glasses flying off of the table. Uh, basically to ruin everyone's nice time because it's something that they can't have. And I think the thing that they're keeping to themselves is just how much their current circumstance bothers them and how disconnected and lonely they are. I love it. And you sit there, still alone, affecting no one. And we see uh, Dolly sitting across from Dale at the table, just chit-chatting. I don't, not really just trying to get anything out of him. And the tables before everyone, the slightest creak of the wood as this impulse nearly sneaks out of you. And you hold off. And we see Dolly look at Dale and say, huh? Oh, I didn't say nothing. Oh, it's special, I say. Whatever thing you say is special. If you want it to be. Ah, sure. You know, that's that's fair enough. Only got so much time out here. 
So what brings y'all out here? Well, uh, I, I ain't never really been one to beat around the bush too much. I'm looking for my brother. Oh, goodness. I'm so sorry. Uh, and you see when you say that, a lot of the people at the table look at you. And not in a how dare you talk about this kind of way, in a concerned, like, oh dear, kind of way. Yeah. Ain't seen him for a little while, so. Just won't check in on him. Heard, uh. I heard he might have swung by here. So I followed. There is a moment we see there's a, a fellow that sits next to Dolly. Uh, they are like 50s to 60s. They have some pretty curly gray hair, uh, and they have some some like like uh, like low set like half moon spectacles. Uh, and they like look at you nervously, then Dolly nervously as she says, uh, "What what was his name?" His name was Mark. Don't know that he'd give a last name. There is a moment where she looks like she's shell-shocked. Like, it's dramatic how much she she is stunned by this information. And the the figure sitting next to her uh, says, It's it's all right. It's all right. Just shh. And she starts crying and runs into a tent. She gets off the she gets out of the table and runs. There's a sort of a wide like blank face around the table. And they kind of just start eating again uncomfortably. My oh my. Well, seems as though that name is one not uh... Terribly jovial around here. My apologies. Um, it's... Dolly doesn't do well if people leave, I'm afraid. It hurts her quite a bit. Pay it no mind, she'll recover in a moment, I'm sure. You're telling me he ain't here, then? No, he he left uh, like a day ago. A little bit more, but a uh, day and a half, I guess. It was in the middle of the night. I'm so sorry. I... It's a touchy subject around here. Was he hoofing it? Because I've could have sworn I saw his car out there in the lot. No, he seemed upset. But he was, um, we try not to pry, admittedly, and, you know, give people their time. But he was clearly maintaining a sort of a brave face. Did he mention where he might have been uh, potentially going towards or to or away from. He didn't. 
he was saying that he just, he didn't want to hurt us. So, we tried to be amenable, but we really thought we could help him. We don't really understand why he would leave. He was doing well. Shoot. How'd he get out of here? Did he catch a bus? Did he... Uh, someone picked him up. At least that he said that's what was going to happen. But he didn't want us to come with. So we didn't. It rather broke Dolly's heart. She couldn't hug him goodbye. Well, don't suppose you'd mind if we took a look at his car out there? It's sort of family property, you know. Got to make sure everything's tucked away, you know. Well, he gifted it to us, so it's ours now. Oh, I don't suppose you'd have that in writing or notarized or... Well, uh, I'm sorry, what was don't your name Don't believe again? he was... Sorry, what was it? What was your name again? Oh, my name's Dale Kent. Pleasure to meet you. Hi. Oh, is Mark's last name Kent? No. Oh, I'm... S oh, good God. Oh, goodness. Interesting family situation, but... Right. Oh. He's family nonetheless. Right, well... I mean, we don't really do, like, titles and things around here anymore. Fair. Look, I get that. Car's none of my concern, to be completely honest, but... Wonderful. Mark was privy to some information that the Grave Watch just can't allow to slip out of our control. It is confidential and proprietary knowledge, so unfortunately I'll at least have to examine the papers in his car and make sure nothing... That can't be given away is given away. I manipulate a person. Absolutely. I don't do it, you do it. <laughs> that is a cold hard six. Can I assist? Uh, roll cool. Um... I want to do something else, but then it's still a failure. Yeah, I'm no, I'll I'll, I'll roll. Hehe. <laughs> cool. I don't mind failing. That's fine too. If you got a no, I want to. I want to. Can I let Dale fail and then Jedi mind trick this fucker? You can try. All right. Cool. Cool. I let you fail. Uh, fail. I'm sorry. Uh. So, let me handle that first. Listen, I can't necessarily pretend to know what your confidential information is, but now it feels only prudent to protect whatever confidential information that Mark felt was confidential. And as much as you say he's your brother, we don't know you. It would seem maybe inappropriate to just give you access to what is potentially confidential documents. Um, but I'd be happy to take a look at them with you, if that's all right. Quincy is going to stretch out their hands and put it on 
this asshole's shoulder and look him in the eyes and say, That all makes perfect sense, but I think you understand how, you know, when it comes to brothers and siblings, maybe it's best for you to not get involved. You want to give Constable Dale the keys and you think it's a great idea for him to look at any documents that he wants to see. Can you read the text of that item for me before you roll? Sure. Mental Dominion, when you gaze into a normal human's eyes and exert your will over them, roll charm. On the 10 plus, hold three. On the seven to nine, hold one. You may spend your hold to give them an order. Regular people will follow your order, whatever it is. Hunters can choose whether they do it or not. If they do, they mark experience. What did you roll? Uh, I rolled a nine. Okay. Then I'll give you one piece of information. What is the first line of that thing? When you gaze into a normal human's eyes. Your power doesn't function. You look into their eyes. You can feel it start to uh, enter into this person. And they blink and sigh. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'm going to uh, excuse myself. Please do not do this without permission. We are trying to be amenable to your situation here, but please be sensitive. When you try to Jedi mind trick someone and it doesn't work, do they know that you tried to do something? It's not, uh, this is Andy speaking, not Quincy. It's never not worked. Uh, so I think Quincy is very flustered and just like making like Admiral Akbar noises. (laughs) When you all showed up, there was, uh, when Lucas was kind of freaking out, there was this one uh, young woman who uh, approached Lucas. She was like this woman with like really tightly bound hair, like it's tied in sort of a net on her own head. Um, And she's sitting at another table, but when this figure stands up to go excuse themselves, they look across the tables at that young woman, nods, and they leave together. And they go to where Dolly went. Can I just look around and read a bad situation? Yeah. All right, that is a nine. Go ahead and ask one. Ooh, that is tough. That is really tough. I I really wanted to ask best way out just because I don't like the vibes at all. But another one might be more prudent. Let's say, what's the biggest threat? Do you, uh, this is kind of a qu- an, an above the table question. Does Dale know that Quincy can do this thing? I know Quincy's used it on Dale before, but I don't know that Dale would know necessarily. Yeah, I, I, I think I think if someone were to ask Quincy, hey, what was that about? Uh, this would be a good time for Quincy to be like, oh yeah, sometimes I control people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are welcome to do that. I could provide more information, yeah. but I'm, I would pivot what the kind of information you would get if you don't do that. I think Dale just assumes that Quincy 
is bad at negotiating. Does that, like, <laughs> shoulder touch as a negotiation tactic. To be completely honest, I don't think that Dale picked up on it. Perfect. Uh, then, yeah. Uh, what is the biggest threat here? Is that uh, these people were really, really willing to, like, let you sit with them and, and engage with them. And uh, the two of you together trying to really, like, kind of brute force your way through this conversation has put them back a little bit. You had a, a pretty open shot at a lot of information that they you now no longer have. Because they think you might be trying to do something to them as a family. Fair enough. I'm just a straight shooter. I, but I I see why Colts might not like that. Um, Interesting. <laughs> uh, is there anyone around that still seems to be like a leadership position? Yeah. Uh, the only other person that's left uh, who kind of was still managing things was the person who greeted you at the entrance. This like 40 year old uh, Korean fellow. His name is Jong. Uh, has come to, to meet you and uh, I think after seeing all of this we'll kind of lean down and be like hi is everything okay I'd say everything's right as rain I'm just you know things happen things get tense when you're looking for family and all I get that um Look, we might be needing to stick around for a little while. Y'all got any tents ain't claimed yet? Uh, we could move some things around. Um, that when uh, Jong is saying this and is trying to be uh, affable here, there are some other other people here who seem like, hey, what are you doing? Looking at Jong. But Jong, you know, just kind of nods and says, like, gives that motion for it's fine. And... Yeah, indicates like yeah, you can you can stay here. In the interest of being forthcoming with everyone around, which I think is important as we join this new family. Uh, I had a lot of prunes for lunch and could really use the shitter. Uh, where where would I find that? Um, it's it's I, I'm I'm doing a dance here. It's, Gross! It's, I don't want to hear this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, if you could throw me towards the shitter, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm so uh, yeah, quicker, quicker, yep. please uh, over there. And they point you right. to like what is clearly like a, a series of outhouses, but they're not plastic; they're all wood built, and they have like the classic like moon symbol carved into uh, them. You know, the one from cartoons. Mm. Qu Quincy, Quincy does a kind of a waddle and goes off alone. And looks back and does a big dramatic wink at Lucas and Dale. I don't. Lucas, do you know what that was supposed to mean? I don't, I don't like I, being winked at before someone takes a shit. Me neither. <laughs> I, I'm really uncomfortable right now. Uh, I, I I'm gonna go back to eating these gross vegetables. Vegetables are gross. I want I want I want a steak or a burger. Uh, so, uh, the, John comes back, like, a minute later, like, it's crazy fast how, uh, they, they get here and be like, okay, so, 
um, if you wouldn't mind, when, when as soon as you're done, I'll show you to where your tents are, and we'll get you all set up. I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, Winnie should have some spare clothes for you guys as well, if you'd like them. Uh, I know it's not everyone's taste. Uh, the, the bagginess is not for everyone, but... Uh, I think Dale really wants to, to talk to, like, Whistler and Lucas, because he recognizes he's not been taking the best approach, so I think does, he's like... As the professional, does Dale know Morse code? Sure. Let's say, I yeah, I think that's you fair. You feel your phone, like, vibrating a little bit in your pocket, and if you go to touch it, it's vibrating in short and then longer vibrations, which is tapping out the words... Quincy Reconnaissance. Which is to say where Quincy went when they mm -hmm. had to do their prune business. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that is the only way I can think of how to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, take us on back to these tents. Let's see if we can set up our own little home base. Let's set some sure. plans. And then, uh, uh, why don't we wait till everyone's done? And then we'll get right to it. Uh, and, uh, people are, I've already started cleaning up, and they, like, take your plates, and they kind of let the tension die. They, they go back to things being relatively normal, and, uh, you can hear them, like, singing and laughing and talking in the distance as they walk away, uh, and, and Jong guides you to two tents that are not next to each other, and, uh, says, uh, this one was your brother's tent, so you go ahead and you can use his bed, or it's a cot, but you know. Uh, and uh, you, uh, young fellow, and um, whoever the elderly one was, uh, we'll, we'll take this one over here. Uh, all right. Great. Uh, and if you need anything else, please just uh, let us know. We want to make sure that you guys feel comfortable and at home. Uh, Sorry again uh, about the business with Dolly. She's just a little raw right now. It, it, it's okay. Did I? I'd like to pull them aside and just gently, like, did they get into a fight with their brother or something? With uh, Dale's brother or something? Is is that? Let me why investigate it's a mystery. Uh, uh, with a minus one, as they are currently suspicious of you guys. Nine on the dice, plus two, minus one, ten. Damn, still good. Okay, go ahead and ask your question. Smart boy. Uh, you get two. Uh, what happened here? Okay. Ah, uh, goodness. Um, uh, Mark was in recovery for a while. And uh, uh, Dr. Henry and uh, uh, Dolly were a pretty big part of that. They spent a lot of time with him. And Mark f really seemed to love them. Uh, and he, he was getting a lot better. And then there was a night where he was going out to get something from his car. And he came back. Yeah, it, it was. He was gone for a little longer. Uh, I was actually about to go check on him, and he came back, and 
he looked so, like, sad. And said that he needed to go. And that he... Goodness. That he didn't want us to get hurt. I, I, I think he was talking about his thing. I'm, I'm sure his brother already knows. What's your other question? Why do you think they picked this specific place to heal? Like, I understand that you're trying to be a, uh, you know, a loving, happy neighborhood, but there's plenty of those. What's so special about this one? What is being concealed here? Ah, I mean, every single person here was struggling with something awful. And Dolly has this way about her where whatever you're you're fighting, it's just not so bad. Like the scale of your problems just seems to diminish. And when you try to join this family, your struggles, no matter what they may be, seem to wash away as long as you're here and you want to be here. What is being concealed here? Dolly has a magical power where whatever uh, uh, Mark was up against was inactive when he was here and living with these people. Would I be able to... And for some reason also applies to other people with other problems. There are people who struggled with like uh, like depression or or homelessness or, or, or things like that that when they're here they feel safe and comfortable and supported and they're able to get past it. Uh, and Zhang for Zhang's credit seems to think that's the same thing. Uh would I would I be able to have a chat with Dolly sometime? Of course. Yeah. I mean she loves to meet with all of us and see how we're doing. Uh awesome. Are you okay? I'm okay. I sick? uh no I'm I'm not sick. Uh worried about my friends and you know a, a sympathetic ear like that maybe she could help me help them that's very noble of you you know we were actually kind of worried about you specifically because you seemed so tense to be oh yeah i'm fucking terrified uh oh, without okay. my technology uh yeah but like I, i'm doing my best yeah um, let me see if I can set something up. Uh, honestly, of the people here, you might do well talking to uh, uh, the doctor, Henry. Why, they got a gaming rig? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> they just, uh, they, they know what it's like to to need something like that. It's not my place to say, but they might understand where you're coming from. Let me, uh, check in with my friends and maybe I'll go see the doctor in a bit and if you could if you could set up a, a one-on-one powwow with Dolly that really would mean a lot to me sure um, let me see what I can do uh, thanks for talking to me for real I, I 
I know that's a scary thing to be vulnerable in front of people and admit that you're worried about someone. That's very sweet. Well, to be fair, I'm I'm always vulnerable. I mean, look how scrawny I am. Nothing about that said vulnerable to me. We're the same height. I guess we came from different upbringings. Probably true. But um, for, for what it's worth, I, what I'm looking at right here is a person who chose to do something to help someone. That's as powerful to me. But yeah, I'll go set up the thing. Thank you. And uh, John walks away. Uh, I'd like to uh, try to go into Dale's tent to talk to Dale. I think you find that tent, like, torn apart, like, bed overturned. Dale's looking for, like, any clue that Mark may have left him. He's, like, remembering that when they were really young, Mark used to, like, carve into the bedpost. He grew out of it, but he's still checking. He's just, like, looking for anything Mark may have left behind. Yeah, go ahead and roll me investigate a mystery. He's also definitely, like, put the phone out on the table. Yeah, yeah. That is a uh, six. Can I help? You can try. I think it's just a lot of using the uh, flashlight and stuff like that. <laughs> like, look for things. Uh, oh, boy. That's also a six. I'm going to bank <laughs> those. Good. Uh, Do it. You find nothing, but I'm going to hold on to those. That's okay. Okay. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Whistler at this point isn't even convinced that this really was your brother's tent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 wait. They gave us someone else's tent to throw us off of the trail. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> Every Mark hates the color green, and this tent is so green it hurts. Mark would not live here. But no, 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 Quincy, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to the player andy apologize up front this is maybe my most unhinged scheme on good neighbors so, you bought a theme park this <laughs> all right um i would like to well first before i get too weird uh will quincy be able to sneak out of the port of john and go to where mark's car is no one is, like, standing outside the outhouses, like, waiting for you to come out. Mm -hmm. um, you're deep into the place now where they probably suspect that if you did try to pull something, they would notice. Uh, if you try to sneak out, you certainly can, but you do have to roll act under pressure. Sure. Um, the, the security around the car, how steep was that? Not. Okay. Cool. Um, anything cool. uh, security is solely encompassed by the fact that it is a Gravewatch Company car, so it's a little stronger than a normal car. Quincy wouldn't fucking know that. Um, before <laughs> I leave the Hout House, I'm trying to think of the most diplomatic way to say this. Um, Quincy's gonna need to take samples with them of the. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. And we're gonna I leave it there. Be... Yeah. <laughs> you have <Okay>. my attention. 
first I had your curiosity, now I have your attention. Good. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that, like, I have a cup from, because we were, like, eating sure. dinner yeah, that seems earlier. good. Yep, yep. Cool. And cool. next, what happens? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to try to sneak to the car with an act under pressure roll. Yep. You don't want to oops while you're digging around in there with the cup? Please <laughs> nope, stop. I don't. I don't want to oops in there. Uh, I, I rolled great, and I'm very happy I did. I got a 10. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think there's like a surprising number of people that are outside Dolly's tent, which is, of course, the biggest one. Uh, and they're like bringing her flowers and stuff. Like they're they're everyone's like going to like get little gifts and things to go and calm her down, um, uh, and you are able to use like that time to just kind of slip through. Um, as I'm slipping through, I'll use oops. Uh, any chance I find the car keys? <sighs> I fucking mundane, you jerk. Um, okay. Can you read that again for me? I always need people to read it again. No, I need to no, you're good. Rack you're good. my brain over what this could possibly be. Oops. Oh shit! Is that you, Mark, on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> if you stumble across something important, tell the keeper. You will find something important and useful, although not necessarily related to your immediate problems. Ooh, it's a pirate's treasure map. Let's just put uh, <laughs> that away for later. <laughs> uh, I think that you notice that. Uh, uh, on the place where you left, when um, uh, Hen the doctor Henry left in a hurry, uh, they like knocked over their bag slightly, and this little like vial had fallen out, and you can snap that right up. Okie doke, cool. I have a vial. All right, uh, I get to Mark's car. Okay, uh, you do so. It's pretty obvious it's Mark's car. There is a logo on it. Uh, the entire time Quincy is like whistling uh, a, a happy tune as they have a pocket full of shit and one full of piss. And uh, <laughs> when they get to the car, they roll up their sleeves and they say, uh, time to get to work. They stroll around at once, look left, look right. And then like a fucking... Like, 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 goddamn Babe Ruth, they swing their cane at one of the windows and try and shatter it. Okay, throw me actor under pressure again to do this at a time where it won't be so fucking obvious. Can I offer? I got a bucket, got a bucket full of shit and piss. I got (laughs) okay, and no more, please. We, we got an eight. Okay. I'm going to give you a worse outcome. Okay. The alarm doesn't go off mm-hmm. like it was going to. It seems like maybe the battery died or something in the meantime. Uh, and you crack through the glass, and you hear a little bit of commotion always in the tents, so you know you have a very limited amount of time to do this, whatever it is that you're, you could possibly be about to do. <laughs> I am going to try and make it look like an animal broke into the car. And so I'm going to pour the piss around. I'm going to pour the shit around. 
I am going to rip open the the glove box and strew papers around and rip papers up. I'm going to, like, chew on some of them with my fucking mouth. Um, and if there's anything that seems specifically really important, I'll pocket. But the rest of it, I want I want to trash oh, this car. man. And uh, try oh. and get some shit for my boy Dale. This is such a buck wild ass. <laughs> I, um, I understand that the thought process is this is like a low technology era, right? But what you have done is basically, and I leave my DNA all over the crime scene. Quincy <laughs> um, is going to, uh, if I think I still have the time, Quincy's going to. Uh, take their pants down to their knees and then <laughs> wait everyone is making faces at me everyone As wait we have the right second. to do stripping though what the fuck is this give me a second they are going to uh unhook i really wanted to save this for like a badass moment but we don't have weapons so i'm going to unhook the top of my cane sword and reveal yeah. it's a sword cut the inside of my thigh a little bit and get some blood in there too along the glass to really make it look like some fucking raccoons got in there, you know? Just some more <laughs> DNA. Just some more <laughs> DNA. Well, what DNA is. DNA doesn't exist, baby. It's just right. vile. <laughs> Come on, raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> so good to hear. existence of DNA. So, to be fair, it's, I never said it was Quincy's shit and piss. It's just Quincy's blood. So all this is all mixed up. That's weirdly worse. <laughs> a couple of raccoons uh, got into some laxatives, broke into the car, and then had a death match where they bled out. out <laughs> okay. That sort of cannonballed itself through the <laughs> I love it so much. Do I get some, <laughs> Do I get some valuable information from this, Lee? Can I can I roll investigate the mystery, please? I'm gonna need some things from you. <laughs> What do you need from me? I've given you my piss. I've given you my shit. I've given you my blood. This is an absurd <laughs> level of, like, uh, wacky hijinks. I'm going to give you first, before the investigative mystery even happens. Sure. You may either roll, act under pressure, and then manipulate a person to pull this scheme off, or you may simply will, will one, uh, manipulate a person off with a minus three, because this, a, this is a big ask. Either so the option to potentially have two hard moves against you, mm-hmm. or a big chance at one hard move against you, depending. Um, Let's see. So my act under pressure is a zero, and my charm is a plus two. So I can do two rolls, one with no bonus, and then one with a large bonus, I can do one roll with a negative one if I'm tracking this. Right. Yeah, yeah, correct. I'm sure if a listener is like good at math, they would know what the better option here is. I'm bad at math, so I'm going to do the two rolls because that seems yeah. like the better option. Whatever gives us more possibility to level up. Is what I say. <laughs> I'm no mathematician. I'm just a person with some shit, some piss. <laughs> so for the act, for the act under pressure roll, 
I rolled a one and a six. So I'm looking at a seven there. Okay. At a seven. <sighs> I'm going to say price to pay. If you're going to do the blood thing, it needs to be real. Well, uh, yeah. I was yeah, yeah. Leg oven. So take two damage or two harm. And now you may attempt the manipulate a person. Okay. And before we get that answer, we're going to cut to the, the team. Yeah. I was, yeah. They were this remarkably upfront about how absurd that scheme was, and I respect that. <laughs> it was very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I, told, I told you. It's a level of self-awareness that I, I do not have as Cassius. I am... I am floored. Did you never put a dead bird in someone's glove box in high school? Or was that just no? Is that not a universal experience? <laughs> no, you maniac. Okay, okay. what did you roll? Hopeful roll. What did you what did you roll in your manipulated person? Oh, I didn't think I was rolling that. I thought we were doing that. Oh, roll that now to set the tone and also to give me some time to think. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a 13. Okay. Oh, boy. Awesome. -na 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 -na. Mm -hmm. Back to yep. the gang. <sighs> Breathe. <laughs> Guys, I don't know why, but I, 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 I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I had all these things, all these schemes going on in my head. And, like, I walked into the tent, and it's like when you walk into the kitchen, look in the fridge, and forget what you were trying to get. Uh, uh, you, you were shit. out there for a while. Were you talking to, to someone? Where did you go? Yeah. Um, so I, I would I would like to just recount all of the information yeah. uh, that I was given in yeah. involving their uh, brother and stuff and tack on Sewa. So, uh, think their leader might be a monster if not magical in nature but so far from what i can tell they're like helping people with homelessness and addiction so we might want to handle this one with a little more tact i think that uh we see text appearing on the phone uh that says for all we know these cultists are ultimately a food source. Yeah, Until we know what kind of monster this is, it's hard to say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It could go either way. I don't want us to blow, uh, blow up the place and find out that it was someone trying to help. But I also don't want us throwing on funky ro uh, robes and slippers and becoming Sutton's food. So we, right. we gotta walk a thin line here. Also, holy shit, you have a phone, and I immediately start downloading games. <laughs> games. I love that. I love it's, that it's not your, like, power hell shit. It's just, like, Candy Crush. You're like, I'm so fucking addicted. Gotta, you, the ping out here is dog shit. Uh, so it's something, but it's like, it's like when you're, like, how in shows they rub cocaine on your gums. Like, it's just a little taste. It's not substantial. Uh, I, I will, however, obviously also try to get, uh, Power Hell Light. <laughs> That's a much bigger ask. Are you sure you want to do that? Is it safe to put, like, from Lucas's perspective, to put Power Hell on Grave Watch technology? 
Well, the Ooh. Great Watch phone is, is more or less just like a burner, as far oh, as I'm thinking. It's just like thinking. a phone. It's like, yeah, it's like as far as I'm I'm aware. Unless Lee had other, unless it's yeah. tapped or something. But uh, yeah, they, yeah, I'm I'm sure there's something. The like that. you know the Grave Watch uses predominantly burners, but the wire specifically, how you communicate with other families, <laughs> uses only landlines. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as I'm aware, this should just be like a burner that shouldn't really have much info on it. If if Lucas were to ask about it, but also like it's our only way of transporting Whistler. So if that gets fucked i don't want whistler to be pokemon goad you know yeah i think whistler <laughs> keeps closing the game apps and just like don't waste my battery <laughs> you're taking the breath out of my metaphorical lungs uh all right Look. so under understanding all of this i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna talk work for a second instead yeah. of downloading uh power hell what I'm going to do is I'm going to download a remote desktop connection app. Interesting. And use that to uh, remote desktop into my laptop and hop on that thing's VPN so that it is, uh, Whistler is kept separate. Lucas, as far as I'm concerned, you were just speaking <laughs> Italian, so I don't really... You do whatever the hell you're going to do, my friend. I trust you. Okay. I <laughs> uh, like this. This is very clever. Go ahead and uh, roll just straight sharp to pull this off. And if you do so, I will let you use magic at a minus one whenever you're doing it through this backdoor process. Uh, with a minus one, it is a ten. Oh, the minus one is is the magic. This normal oh. is, is just a sharp. But yeah, so oh, send eleven. Uh, lovely. Yeah. Uh, tell me what it looks like. Out of curiosity. So what it looks like is on the phone, there is a uh, sort of a window within a window. Uh, and in that window, you see the actual desktop for uh, my laptop. But because it's a window within a window, it's so small that I actively have to use a stylus to click on mm. any app within that window. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, and yeah, you have access to, to your magic now. You are no longer disarmed. A huge sigh of relief uh, goes through Lucas, and then uh, he immediately uh, does the equivalent of Windows L on the uh, remote desktop mm -hmm. so that it's not burning through battery currently. Mm-hmm. Hey, Whistler, what, I, I don't know that I've ever asked, but since I know that you're not like a computer program now, what kind of stuff can you go into? Or is it just tech? Uh, the text on the phone says it has to be electronic. Shit. Hmm. Uh, so I, I'm trying to organize a one-on-one -on -one meeting with their leader. Uh... I'm gonna. Uh, I'm probably gonna come mostly completely clean with them. At least I'm not gonna share any of you guys' shit. At least about my shit. I I think that would get them to be more open about what exactly is going on here. Uh, 
can I borrow the phone so I have Whistler at least backing me up? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. What do y'all... What do y'all think the likelihood is that this Willow's got something to do with this? Knowing that they used to be a traveling group and then for some reason decided to set up shop under this big old thing. I don't know. just seems mighty iconic, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think that... Go ahead. Oh, you first. I think the text just says, I'm out of my depth. This is all smacking of something almost mystical. Yeah, uh, definitely feels that way. Uh, feels uh, almost mimetic in nature. Uh, well, hopefully I say we, we try to get this meeting with you, y'all, and, and Dolly. Um, I'm thinking I might want to go try and see if I can... I don't know, figure something out about this tree, but I'll say we wait until Q comes back, because they've always been a logical, rational, and level-headed individual. Yeah, I bet they're doing something super dignified right now. I'm sure whatever it is that they're off doing is going to get us forward in our plans. After giving away the snow globe, I'm sure they're trying to be on their best behavior. (laughs) Uh, you cut to Quincy, like, <laughs> trying to uh, collect, like, some animal, f- like, hair and fur <laughs> and tree from the car as well. And they've taken a, a, like, kind of a shark jagged rock and cut up a lot of the, like, seats and stuff and, like, made it look like something was chewing on the seat belts and, like, punching yeah. some holes. You hear big jagged cuts in the interior. You hear people approach, uh, coming through the parking lot after you've done what is truly the Flash's level of speed at these all of these things. <laughs> uh, uh, and finally, uh, uh, a couple people uh, arrive, uh, and it's just like a, a loose gaggle of, of, of people who went to come check on you. And they're going, oh, goodness, ah, ah, what happened? I was just going for a stroll. It's a beautiful, what a beautiful day. It looks gorgeous. You're bleeding. <laughs> oh, no, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's not my blood. Uh, uh, there was oh, a. But your leg. <laughs> no, I bandaged that. You can't see that. <laughs> Uh, mind control powers activate. <laughs> With the power of gaslighting, I could. I got a six. Oh god! Oh no! Uh, here's the thing. I was actually going to allow it because you succeeded on the manipulative person. This is the, oh, the result cool. of your success. Um, uh, so if it's all right with you, I'm going to let that ride instead yeah I'll, I'll i'll take the success yeah 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 because i think it would be unfair <laughs> I, to let you operate under the the uh misassumption that it, okay. it wasn't going to succeed uh so i go over to how many people is there there's like four. Oh, that's a lot uh yeah they over, travel in big groups every time i go over to each one of them and uh touch each of their shoulders and look them in the eyes 
and say, I'm not bleeding. You want to give me a bandage, though. We all saw a raccoon orgy happening in Mark's car. One of them was huge and broke the window, we assume, <laughs> and then left. <laughs> I'm not carrying valuable papers either. We all saw the raccoons, though. Right? Holy shit. Uh. They miraculously agree with you. And they, they gave me a bandage. They escort you to the doctor's tent. Uh, which is also pretty large. And if you sit down and they tell you they're going to go get uh, uh, Henry. Uh, I leave. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, to bring these papers. <laughs> I, in the interest of getting everyone back together, I think I'm just I'm gonna let that ride, <laughs> and you get back. What? Us? Suspicious? No. <laughs> uh, question uh, for the keeper. Yeah. Uh, do I get to mark experience for going off by myself to look at something scary? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that raccoon orgy was fucking scary. <laughs> I was thinking of the, the Portageon, but sure, yeah, mm. raccoon orgy too. If we never revisit the Portageon, I'll be quite happy. Central location for this <laughs> mystery unlocked. Oh my gosh.